Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Bird, Mr. Birdsall, how are you doing? Fine. Fine. I'm uh, tired. Tired. And never, never, never thought in my wildest dreams that I would uh, be talking to you on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon now for me, Sunday morning for you. Never my wildest not, dreams. It, hap- it happens sometimes. It happens sometimes. Not very often, though. Well, Sunday I mean, night, Sunday night. That's different. That's different. That that, that that's sacred. <laughs> that is a <laughs> sacred time. But su- Sunday at twelve o'clock, I like that. There's something else that I'm normally doing at Sunday at twelve o'clock, specifically in the months of September through December. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, um, on a non-football Sunday, it's incredibly rare. I mean, who 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 wants free time on a Sunday? Who 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 wants that? Not me. I can think of about 7 billion people that would like free time on a Sunday. Well, they're all losers. (laughs) I enjoy my Sundays to be occupied with seven hours of commercial free football. And then, of course, Sunday night football going from 8.25 to 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Well, we're not talking about any of that football no no not even the other football because i know that you know transfer stuff is going on but we're talking about nhl and nba free agency because june 30th the nba free agency uh opened and then july 1st bobby bonilla day to some even though it's a dumb holiday it's a great holiday it's my favorite holiday when are we going to celebrate chris davis day or Bronson Arroyo Day, or Ken Griffey Jr. Day. Doesn't have the same ring as Bobby Bonilla Day. I don't know. All I know is is that the Mets, you know, won the NL pennant in 2000 as a result of Bobby Bonilla. That contract. And, and the Mets are nowhere near winning the NL pennant now. No, they're not. And we got David Wright as a result of Mike Hampton leaving. Mm-hmm. So it all works out. Thank you, but Colorado no. Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, the Mets suck. But at least we won yesterday. The Yankees are the most boring eight win over five hundred team I've ever seen. I'd rather be that than no, no, you be... wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. At least it's like exciting. The the Mets suck, and it's it's exciting because you want to. It's not exciting. You want to see what fireworks are going to go off with the Yankees. It's just it's just business as usual. It's not exciting. It's how are they going to sure fuck it, it up this time? Literally. Sure it is. Every night, it's how are they going to fuck it up this time? Listen, listen, I, I I get to go on and I get to see a certain um, personality who works for a certain company who is uh, a frequent flyer at New York Mets games freak out on uh, on TikTok or, or, or Twitter. It's a great time. Got to hate that guy. He gives Mets fans a bad name. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah, yes, <laughs> he does. Yes, he does. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. I'm just not saying his name in this podcast because fuck him and fuck the company that it works for. He doesn't need the advertising. But, nope, nope, neither does his company. And fuck yeah. his company. I'll say it again. I think every, the one thing that Mets fans can agree on, it's not, you know, fire Buck Walter and fire Billy Epler. It's fuck that guy in particular. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> every every Mets fan that I know is this is the same way. Like we don't claim him. This is not he's not he's not a Mets fan. Yes. He's just he's just a guy that goes to Mets games. 
on his company's dime. Yes. Well, he gets he, he goes to free bets games. Like, how bad could it be? Okay, yeah, they suck. They suck. All right, boo hoo. I know your boy David Robertson is just serving up meatballs all the fucking time. Double agent David. Double Robertson. agent David Robertson. That's a great guy. I guess triple agent because maybe he's still working with the Phillies. Could be. It could definitely could be. He's playing all three sides, so he always comes out on top. Brian Cashman just is just thinking ahead. <laughs> Why would I want to bring back David Robertson to help my bullpen when I could just send him to have him sign with the New York Mets so he could ruin their bullpen? Even <laughs> though David Robertson is far from the only problem in the New York, in the New York Mets bullpen slash pitching staff. I think it's um, more of those uh, 39-plus-year-old starting pitchers that uh, Steve Cohen thought it would be a genius idea to give uh, yeah. a stupid amount of money to and thought, oh, wow, this is going to work. Yep, totally, totally. Anyway, just like the old Mets, basically. So, Adam, before we get into anything, there is something that we have to do on this program that is life, death, taxes, deep sleeper. Tradition. Tradition, yes. Um, I could go if you would like me to, if you need to think of yours. I I I have one. You know, it's funny because I am a known guy that saves things to the last minute. I believe the word for that is procrastinator. Uh, that Dude. is uh, that is, I believe, the unofficial medical diagnosis. Yes, but you are but you are a doctor though. You would know. I okay. You are a doctor. Still, once again, not touching that. Member of the 1%. Daily I, emails, Associated Press. Okay. Award-winning journalist. Okay. Man of many true. hats, Adam Gaster. That, that that last one's true. I did technically win an award. It was third place. See, this is still. what he does. This is what he does. He's just flaunting his 1%er at us. It's unbelievable. I mean, it would, uh, whatever. Anyway, so what I was going to say is that I was like brushing my teeth last night before mm. I went to bed. And I was like, oh, shit, I have to think of a deep sleeper. <laughs> for, for I'm, so, I'm so glad that you're thinking about deep sleeper as you're brushing your teeth. Well, it's one of those things where if you put something off for long enough or you just forget about it, then, you know, you just don't know when it's going to come back into your head and be like, oh, no, I have to do this thing. Oh, is that the truth? Oh, yeah, is that the truth. So, um, Yeah. So I did think a bit about my deep sleeper, even Ooh. though it's not like a deep sleeper because I feel like it always happens. Uh, like people always talk about it on years where this is the case. Mm-hmm. And I will say that my deep sleeper is midweek holidays. Mm. They can fuck right off. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. Especially the federal holidays. It's annoying because yeah. like holidays on a Monday or a Friday Totally fine with. Love that. Even on a Wednesday, it's like cool to break up the week. But Tuesdays and Thursdays for holidays kind of suck. And I know that like Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving gets a pass because a lot of places give uh, Black Friday off. So you yeah, know, it's, you o- and it's always on Thursday. Well, yeah, no, the, I know it's always on Thursday. That's the exception. It's like, a you know, they built in the long weekend to account for that but like you know just to be timely the 4th of july is on a tuesday in this year in this year of 2023 and it sucks because you know you get a lot of people 
basically in limbo on the last basically it's like the last day of school almost where you're like oh it's you know you have to come in one day you, you know you have sunday you come in for a day do whatever and then you're off the next day like and right. you know you also get a lot of people that just take off that monday because you, you just get the long weekend so well, i mean we, we talked about we talked about this before too that i know i'm not i'm not off on monday you're not off on monday nope no i'm not i'm not i don't make i don't make enough money to be off on uh on monday i can't i can't i can't buy that day off but can i can i actually expand on your uh on your deep sleeper for a moment because i actually have i have a question for you now that you've brought that up yes so i want to ask you how, how you feel about about this one this is this this is actually happening so I, I want to just put that out there. This is not a hypothetical. This is actually happening to me. Okay. So on the 4th of July, we have friends of ours that are throwing a birthday party mm -hmm. on the 4th of July. Actually on the day. But, but it is this person's birthday on the 4th of July. So the 4th are of July you friends is actually with their birthday. They're throwing this party on the 4th of July on her birthday, but it's also the 4th of July. So Adam, is that, I, I, I don't, I don't know what the word for what the, like the word I'm looking for is, but I guess, um, I guess shitty. Well, it's like, I was going to say, uh, you have a crappy birthday. It's, it's on a, it's on a fucking holiday. It's like the same thing as like, if you have a birthday on Thanksgiving or on Christmas or on Easter. I'm surprised you didn't mention the obvious example of this. You. Your birthday. What's my birthday? Father's Day. But that's different. That's different. That's different. My birthday is not on Father's Day every year. That's true. Her birthday, she can she cannot move her birthday. Her birthday never is not on the fourth of July. That's fair. It's funny. I was looking at I was gonna jokingly ask, like, are you friends with John Sterling, whose birthday is famously on July 4th? Yes, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> but um, I guess I guess Christmas Christmas is no Christmas is, no no I take that back I take that back I was gonna say I was gonna say something but it was it was gonna be uh, very idiotic so I just stopped myself I thought before I spoke oh well look at that shut up Adam <laughs> but but ser seriously it, it, like I have such a conflict about this one I've been thinking about it is it shitty that this person's birthday celebration is on the 4th of July and she's expecting people to show up for this or is it not because it's, it's, it's her actual birthday. I don't think it is because I, okay. I feel like if it's your actual birthday, why don't it's you your just actual birthday? Why don't you just combine the two? Just have like a cookout, like a 4th of July themed cookout with fireworks and also cake. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what they're doing. But... And and get absolutely sh wasted, <laughs> which is going to be my plan. So, <clears throat> excuse Ooh. me. Oh, Adam, Adam, woof. It's early in the morning. I could tell. So I think that if the person's actual birthday is on the 4th, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm sure that, like, I would hate to have my birthday on a holiday, um, and, like having it be overshadowed. Our, as the baby of the family, I already I'm already used to having my birthday overshadowed by other things, because 
What? I know. I know. The Guy world's smallest bird. violin. The babies are the favorites. Well, the world's smallest violin. My birthday used to be looped in with, oh, everybody's coming home from camp or going back to college or whatever, because it's, you know, late in August. So, and now that, and now my brother-in-law's birthday is four days after mine. So we also get combined with that, that as well. Sucks. That, 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 <laughs> that I'll, I'll give you a bigger violin. Um, so yes, which is hilarious because I'm the furthest away basically from my cousins as far as birthdays. Okay. All right. I, I, I kind of, I kind of agree with you. I, I think if, if her birthday weren't the 4th of July, then it's a bit much that, yeah, that, then we have a problem that we I have feel like problem. it'd be shittier to move it because it's on the 4th of July. Because that's her birthday. That's her actual yeah. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. But I, Honestly, I, mean, I would also think, though, like, like expanding on what you said, it's also a Tuesday. Like, I think I'd rather my birthday be on, like, uh, on a, on a second Saturday. Like, have the party on that Saturday instead of on your actual birthday. So that way, you could spend the Sunday thinking about your life choices. Well, here's the thing. You could still... You could still party. You're already partying anyway. It's the fourth of July. True. So, but you could you could have another party. You could party I, for the fourth of July, and then you could party for your birthday. You could have two parties in a span of ninety six hours. Honestly, just make lemons out of lemonade. I will tell you a quick story, actually, that kind of relates that almost happened to me. Um, I don't. Know, so since you're not Jewish, I'll give you the the backstory. I'm only um, Jewish by association. I guess. Sure. I have, I have many Jewish colleagues, great people. So in, in, including one who I'm talking to at this very moment in time, who is yeah. giving me my honorary Jewish pass. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> so uh, I, hear, I hereby give you an honorary uh, American Indian pass as well. Oh, well, that's nice of you. Thank yes. you. Yes. You're, you are a member of, of my tribe. At get it. Cause it, okay. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> someone's thinking, Love that. <laughs> okay. So um, the way that they did it at my temple, synagogue, whatever, um, I learned moving after moving to Utah, the temples are something completely different for for the uh, LDS church. They're more okay. sacred than churches. Oh, okay. But anyway, so I can't, it's weird saying temple now because anyway, um, the way that they do it at most temples slash synagogues, for bar mitzvahs is that they give you a date. Sometimes it's near your birthday. Like for your bar mitzvah is what I meant. Okay. Uh, they get so sometimes it's it's next to your birthday. I think ideally it would be near your birthday, but it's not always. My bar mitzvah was in November and my birthday is in August. Right. So the first honestly, okay, so the first time they gave my parents a date. It was going to be Halloween Whoa. of 2009, I think. Oh, God. So, and my parents were, and this is the reason I'm telling the story is because it relates a little bit to um, your friend's predicament. My parents were furious. Well, yeah, they were like, we're not having 
my you you know Adam's words was not being on is not going to be on Halloween. No, 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 absolutely not. Even though Halloween October thirtieth, different story. Halloween, no, 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 no. Even though Halloween's not a it's not a Jewish holiday or anything. It's a I think it's pagan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a stupid holiday, but it's neither here nor there. We've had we had yeah. the conversation on the podcast a thousand times. It's funny because every time we would go to he- we go to Hebrew school on Halloween and like nobody would care. He's like, yeah, it's not a Jewish holiday. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a silly holiday. It's a silly holiday. Um, but anyway, so we got it changed. It's it's not on. It wasn't on a holiday. It was Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, okay. Which is not terrible. That's lit. That's yeah, lit. It was kind of, it was kind of nice actually because like you know family was already here right so um, although a lot of people couldn't like didn't go because they were already they already like made travel plans and stuff for that weekend the fuck but whatever not like family like friends I mean whatever it was fun anyway I played a lot of Guitar Hero love Guitar Hero great game great yeah. game so I can kind of relate to that predicament. I'm going to give my deep sleeper very, very, very quickly. Yeah, I know. Cause I, you know, took up a lot of time. Took up a lot of time. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Cause I, I expanded on it. I did not, did not think that I was be able to relate to that deep sleeper, but I can, but I can. So it was, it was very So good. yeah. So in summary to your friend, don't feel guilty about having a party. Oh no, the party's on... going to be lit anyway. Yeah. The party's going to be lit anyway. And make guess... lemonade out of those lemons. And guess what I'm doing before this party. I'll give you one guess, Adam. Play golf, you would be correct. <laughs> bunch of people, bunch of people that are, go- are going to the party. Um, one of them, one of them belongs to one of the, the clubs out here. And it was like, well, if we're gonna go suffer through this fucking party, you want to go golf first? I'm like, fuck yeah. You know what's yeah. funny, actually? Yeah. I know that I'll let you do this, but um, before we had to go get ready for my sister's wedding, the uh, all the groomsmen and my dad and my father-in-law i guess um we all went to the driving range love that it was great for 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 my wedding for whomever whomever makes that uh that that choice and wants to uh wants to be with me for uh forever and ever and ever and ever and eternity all that all that sappy bullshit um there there will be golf that is played the morning of my wedding and it's very it is very different uh, the 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 groom side versus the bride side. The bride side is making sure everything's all prim proper, nice. Got to get the hair done, the whole bit. The boys going out playing golf, slugging some beers, smoking some cigs. <laughs> it was actually kind of funny because yeah, my mom, my sister, all the <clears throat> all the bridesmaids, they were all just you know getting ready and everything. Of course, of course. And we were at the driving range. We were at the driving range playing golf. We had lunch at the clubhouse. Fuck it was great. Yeah. That's the way it should be. It was fun. It, it was a fun time. It absolutely should be. All right, I'm doing my deep sleeper very, very, very quickly, and this is something that Im- that impacts, I think, pretty much everybody. Okay, can, can relate to this. Uh, my deep sleeper is uh, Elon Musk. What a shithead! I got three words for everybody, and everyone's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Rate limits exceeded. So if you are unaware of what has happened the last 24 hours on the good old Twitter machine, Elon Musk decided for whatever reason that if you are not verified to Twitter Blue, which is basically pay for play on Twitter, if you are not verified 
you are only allowed to view 600 tweets a day. If you are verified, you get to view 6,000 tweets a day. Adam, I refuse to pay for Twitter. Refuse. Categorically refuse. I just really hate what's going on because it just, I feel like we talked about this when it had, like when verification got reworked, but it just defeats the purpose of verification. Anybody, anybody can can go on and if they pay six ninety nine a month or whatever the hell it is for Twitter Blue, they could create it. They can create an account, New York Yankees, get the blue check mark, and bang, anybody thinks of looking at the official Twitter page of the New York Yankees. Well, it's the thing is, nonsense. So a lot of those accounts they have uh, gold check marks, like the yes. especially yeah. the sports teams. Yeah, um, I know the Mets do. So that's the one thing. But like, why fix a system that isn't broken? You fixed a problem that was caused by your incompetence. By his big mouth, really. Well, I mean, he, I mean, the whole the whole deal in the first place with him buying Twitter was uh, Jack Dorsey saying, "I fucking dare you," and he got taken to court, lost, and he had to. And Jack Jack Dorsey, people have their opinions about Jack Dorsey. I know I have my own. But that dude was laughing his bollocks off yesterday, ca- just counting his billions. Yeah. Th- I mean, dude how is are you chilling. Gonna, how are you going to refuse $44 billion? You don't. Twitter? You don't. Very it's simple. malpractice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now, well, the good the good news is that it, se- it seems, at least on the surface, that Twitter is back to normal. For now. But that whole thing of what Elon did, like for me, I'll just use me as an example. When that happened yesterday, immediately, I was like, well, I talked to a whole bunch of people on Twitter. People within the industry, people who are sending uh, articles and columns just back and forth, um, you know, shooting the shit, looking at other, other people's stuff. The best way to get news right away, now you could have a whole conversation about what's news and what's not via Twitter understood, got that. But in general, the, 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 the best way to get news like that is on Twitter. Well, especially like in our line of work with sports. Absolutely. Oh my God. Absolutely. Like everything that happened with the, with the NBA and with NHL free agency yesterday, I, I couldn't get on Twitter to see, to see what the hell was going on. Yep. And it's like, but did I know it was going on? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course I knew. But to get it in real time and to know that very second of what was going on, like, I'll give you a great example. This is something we'll, we'll talk about uh, today. The Knicks signing Dante DiVincenzo, I did not know about until four hours after it happened. That is unfathom, unfathomable for me. Well, yeah, and also not just that, but Twitter, like it, for me at least, the timeline was down. Like I couldn't refresh the the pay, like my page. So, or see so what, new tweets. what you had to do, what you had to do, if that comes back, what you do is so at the top you had you saw the rate limits exceeded part. No, I didn't see that. Oh, it, you like, didn't even see that. Oh, okay. It I just get. said I just got a message that was like couldn't find tweets at this time or something like that. Oh, so okay. it was so down it was- in a different way. Because I know what I had to do in order to refresh my page. 
you had to tap that rate limits exceeded button like 30 times and it would refresh itself and you got and you got your more your more tweets but the the algorithm was all was all sorts of fucked but in short and we'll I'll, I'll leave it with this it sets such a terrible precedent now for social media in well twitter was just trying to make sure that you it's a it's a pay for play site not our fault that the valuation of twitter has gone down the absolute shitter since elon bought it and now he's trying to make make a penny and a nickel back on his investment air quotes investment but this such it's a dangerous precedent for everything else because now say i don't know say snapchat there could be a premium feature for that facebook meta there could be a premium feature for that instagram same thing it just opens up it opens up a whole can of worms and thank god that it was taken back it seems like it at least for now because i mean there were oh my god there were people who were actually thinking about going to truth social and i know people who did oh well and i guess you follow different let people you, let me tell you i mean I, I i do have a truth social page i know that's, that's some people in the industry do some work um through truth social because they just don't they don't really? jive. Yeah, they don't jive with the whole um, Twitter thing. And I, and I get it. I get it. It's, it's not a political thing. It's more of it's just a more free and open space than 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 Twitter was with with Dorsey. Now it's a fucking free for all with 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 Musk. So, you know, it's uh, the both sides of uh, of the coin. But true. Oh, my God. True social is bad. It's well, yeah, I've so heard... slow. The interface sucks. And I was just like, oh, my God, if, th- if this is going to be my life and I'm going to be operating on true social, just kill me now. And I've got I mean, on record. I've got on record and said, you could take whatever you want from me. You could take Instagram. You could take Facebook. You could take whatever. Twitter? Mm-mm, I wouldn't be okay. Twitter is my favorite. I love Twitter. It's really fun. Um, and TikTok. Gonna... TikTok's fun, too. Yeah. I'm not crazy about TikTok. But... Um, I was going to say the amount of tweets I saw from uh, Rangers beat reporter saying, I don't know if you could see this, but Chris Drury did a good job. I was like, yeah, this is hilarious. I did, I did after the fact. Uh, it's very funny. After the fact, uh, but yes. I couldn't even watch the Mets back to back to back home runs as they happened. Yeah. Because of, because of Twitter. Because of Elon. The first good thing to happen to the Mets in like two weeks. Couldn't even see it. Yeah, Exactly. All right, so All right, free let's agency. Go. Let's go. We've we 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 we've we've just killed so much time. Let's go. Yeah. Can you tell that this is it's a slow Sunday show? Oh my god, yeah. So NHL free agency, the way that we're doing this, winners and losers, pretty easy stuff. So let's go with like two or three for each. Sure. Uh two or each winner, two winners, two uh two losers, or three, sure. depending. Sure. I did a great job of explaining that, but we will we'll power through. Who's your first winner? Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. I love what they did. Bringing in Dmitry Orlov, who was the best defenseman on the market, who turned down more money and more years elsewhere to go to Carolina and potentially win a cup two years, 15 and a half million bucks there. Uh, that, that defense already with Jacob Slavin, Brent Burns, Brady Shea, that's an already unreal group. And then now you add Dmitry Orlov and 
Who knows what the hell is happening with the potential of uh, Tony D'Angelo going back to uh, the Hurricanes as well. But they bring back their goaltending group as well with uh, Freddie Anderson and Antti Ranta. But then I think the, the biggest one of all that they managed to do was adding Michael Bunting, who scored 23 goals last year, unreal two-way player for Toronto last year. Michael Bunting also got most, most of his bread and butter. His contract really was paid for by being on a line with Austin Matthews. Like That really helped him. Well, also sure. the fact that he was, you know, his toughness, quote-unquote. Right. Right, and he is. He is. He's, he's feisty. He, there's, there's no doubt about it. But there's no way that you could say to me that the Carolina Hurricanes are not a better team than they were two days ago. They are a much, much better team now. I thought everyone thought that maybe Dmitry Orlov going back to Boston was going to be something that was just stone cold locked and loaded. Uh, not at all. And uh, the Hurricanes got themselves a really, really good demand that. Honestly, he he could be a first pair defenseman for a lot of teams in the National Hockey League, and maybe he's going to be on the on the second pair for them now. So Carolina Hurricanes, a big, big, big winner. Well, for me, funny that you mentioned Dmitry Olaf. My one of my winners is Boston. Mm. I mean, they did get a lot older with uh, our good friend Kevin Shattenkirk, Rangers legend, for like two for like a season and a half. Um. You know, and they brought back uh, Milan Lucic for the Lulls. They also signed. Well, they signed JVR also. Yeah, they did. That's cool. One year, one year, one million. Good for them. And you know, this is the team they're bringing back. Most of their record-setting team, except for maybe Bergeron and um, Krejci. Yeah, so still, still waiting on them. I still think that, and Morgan Geeky also, who yep. um, a lot of people thought was going to be going to Seattle in the expansion draft, who people have a lot of high hopes for. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think good for Boston, honestly. I'm not sure where I think with the Bruins. So after they lost in the first round, Don Sweeney, their general manager, said the team was going to look different. And yeah, they're looking really, really different. Um I, they got older for sure. They got tougher for sure, but losing Taylor Hall, which they had to do, they had they had to clear salary, and they did. Uh, trading away Nick Foligno with Taylor Hall to, to to Chicago, but then Tyler Bertuzzi, Dmitry Orlov, Garnet Hathaway also left. He signed he signed the Flyers, so that was that was a nice move for for the Flyers as well. Th- those are guys that were big pieces for them down the stretch, especially, especially Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi yep. was really, really, really uh, vital for them uh, down the stretch. Now, um, who knows? He could go back there. That That's still up in the air. He, he could end up going back to Boston. Don't know yet. Still waiting on a bunch of dominoes to fall. Uh, Bertuzzi still unsigned. Tarasenko still unsigned. Patrick Kane is still unsigned. There are a lot of dominoes that are, that are still left to fall. I, I kind of think the Bruins, for me, were kind of in the middle, where it was, did they have to improve in certain areas? Yes, but are they as good as they were? No. But with that, it's going to be really hard to be as good as you were uh, this past year. I mean, 135 points did they have, 65 wins. That's really tough to beat. Greatest regular season team of all time. So, Yep. 
Also, I misspoke for a second. Morgan Geeky was on the Kraken. He was. I yeah. He was. So yeah, that's uh but either way, statement still stands. Uh one of my winners is the Boston Bruins. What about you? Who's another winner? Uh there are a couple that I that I really wanted wanted to say. Um I'm gonna go with the Anaheim Ducks. I, I think even though that they are they are far away from contending. They were in the running to potentially get Connor Bedard uh, in this year's draft. But the court they have right now with young guys, Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras, Mason McTavish, they got number two overall. They drafted Leo Carlson in last week's draft. And what did they do? They go out and they add two veteran pieces that I think are really going to help them. Uh, Alex Kalorn, formerly of the Tampa Bay Lightning, they added on a four-year, $27 million deal. And then Radko Gudis, three years, on a $12 million deal from the Florida Panthers, who just ran on that Cinderella run to the Stanley Cup final. Those are two high-character, high-energy kind of guys that you put them in a young locker room with really young players. That's going to be a world of difference for, for Anaheim. I'm not saying they're going to be jumping back into immediate contention right away. But are they heading in the right direction? Absolutely, they are. And I think that those two signings are really going to help them. So the Ducks, I, 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 I like what they did. So they're they're winners for me. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, they are looking pretty good. And they're going to get a lot of cap space next year when Adam Henrique and uh, Jakob Silverberg come off the books. Yeah. And also sure. the cap it might go up. And I think that's part of well, keep our why... fingers crossed. We, we've been saying that now for the last like five years that the cap is just going to go up, and it, it yeah. hasn't. Um, speaking of cap and salary cap stuff, I'll be the one to mention it. The New York Rangers. I mean, are they a winner? I mean, they couldn't really do much, but um, they did do some work around the edges with. Uh, with Jonathan Quick, who is good, is a good veteran goaltender, and Blake Wheeler, who, I mean, hopefully he's not a dick to everybody because apparently that's the rumor. Those are the rumors in Winnipeg. Um, but you know, Blake Wheeler at one year, eight hundred thousand, like that's fine. You know, and he's a good offensive player. He doesn't play defense, which is not great. I mean, if it was Gerard Gallant, I feel like Blake Wheeler wouldn't come here. But um, I don't know. I uh, Nick Benino also, I mean, he's not really, he's past it. But, you know, there isn't really much they could have done with the salary cap. And they have to bring back uh, Alexi Lafreniere and Keandre Miller. Yeah, they got about six million to do that. I think it's like six point two. So, I would expect maybe Barkley Goodrow to uh, get moved and have that cap space freed up. But the Rangers did what they could. Like they didn't have much to really work with. Um, I don't mind it. I don't. I don't really mind what they did. They're, they. They. I thought the Blake Wheeler signing was really good because they need. They need. They need a right winger, and it's costing them. Essentially, the most is going to cost them is one point one million dollars, eight hundred base salary with three hundred in potential bonuses. That's nothing. And if he if he's able to churn out uh, a fifty point season 
as a potential $1.1 million guy. That's really good. I, I think you take that. Benino, I think, is going to be really, really good for the penalty kill. He's going to be really, really good on faceoffs as well. Uh, Tyler Pitlick as well. It could be a very solid fourth-line right winger for the Rangers, very much like the Tyler Mott role. Riley Nash, I think that is probably the natural Barkley Goodrow replacement if they do get rid of him, which I think they're going to. And I've been saying this now for the longest time. Barkley Goodrow is not a player that I dislike. It's his contract, and it's going to cripple the Rangers. And what has happened? The Barkley Goodrow contract has crippled the New York Rangers. Is well, I mean, has happened. he is actually a fourth-line center as opposed to Barkley Goodrow, who just doesn't have a spot on this team. He does. No, he absolutely does. I, that's why I disagree with you. He does. The problem is, is that his contract is extortionate. It, it's it's a terrible contract. I said it the minute he signed it, that if the Rangers win a cup with Barkley Goodrow in the next two years, okay, cool. But then when you have to start thinking about extensions for Alexi Lafreniere, you have to think about it. And that's only going to be a bridge deal for Lafreniere. He's not going to get... He's not going to get a, a you know a seven year super max deal or you know whatever. He's not, not going to get like a Jack Hughes contract. It's just not happening because he hasn't. I was, he hasn't done anything. <laughs> he hasn't done anything. Yeah. Um, DeAndre Miller, on the other hand, does he get a bridge deal or do they try and work out a long term deal with him that's going to be uh, super backloaded? Who knows? Who knows? DeAndre Miller is one that they have to absolutely resign. Um, and I. Actually, I think the best signing that they, that they made yesterday was not any of the forwards that I mentioned. Eric Gustafson's a really, really good signing for the Rangers. A really, really good one. As basically the Nico Mikola third line left left shot defense. But I thought for a minute, for a for a split second, I thought maybe Mark Stahl was gonna be the guy that, that they went and tried to go for. And I wouldn't I wouldn't have minded that. There were a couple. Wouldn't that be hilarious? There were a couple ex-Rangers that I thought maybe Chris Drury was going to maybe go after Stepan, Derek Broussard, and then and then uh, and then Mark Stahl. Um, or yeah, I mean Jesper Foss would have been great. Yeah, I knew Jesper Foss was going to was going to be too expensive, and you know, he was. Yeah, he was. So, but all in all, I I don't. It's not a yay for the Rangers, but it's not, it's not a nay either. It's not an A either. I think Jonathan. I think Jonathan Quick is going to be really, really good for Igor because Jonathan Quick. You could make a case that he is the best American goaltender of all time. You you could make that case and it'd be pretty valid based on his his track record. He's won everywhere that he's gone, twice in Los Angeles, then just one with um with Vegas. He's going to come in and he's going to be a very, very good guy for Igor to lean on learn from and he may only get you know 20 starts you know you don't you don't need Jonathan Quick to be what he was in LA is that guy is half of that guy there we're going to find out and i think i also trust that Ben Wallaire the goaltender coach for the New York Rangers who's one of the best at what he does i'm sorry he's actually his official job title is goaltending wizard Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. My fault. It, if he's going out of his way and he's saying to Peter Laviolette, yeah, that's the guy we need, I trust him. Well, also, just having a good backup, you know, gives Igor, doesn't put the pressure on. 
right. um, for him to start all the time because you can still start Jonathan Quick. And like last year, I kind of like this where we're going with you know veteran backups after letting Georgiev or trading Georgiev. You know, we signed Yaro Halak, another veteran goaltender who was really good. Who was really who was good. really good. Um, yeah, you know, we had Keith Kincaid for a while in the minors, another good veteran goaltender, good friend. Um, I, I don't know, but he's, he's fine. Um, and then Jonathan quick, who is like you said, one of the best. I mean, yeah, I, I probably say he's the best. That's another debate for another time. Cause I'm sure you got a, a bunch of Ryan Miller, Connor Hellbuck fans, Rod um, Ryan Miller would be would be would is the one that jumps off the page right away. Yeah. But um yeah, not bad. No, not okay. bad. Not bad, but there are gonna be people, of course, that'll that'll say the Rangers got older, but I kind of think they had to, honestly. I mean it's it's the window. This is the window. Right. All right. Losers. Oh, I have one first? more I have one more winner for you. Oh, you do have one more winner. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Stevie Eisenman, active again. What else is new? The dude is one of the best executives in the National Hockey League for a reason. Uh, he's able to get Shane Godespierre, who's a great puck movie defenseman. At most, he's gonna he's gonna be a second line defenseman for the Detroit Red Wings, and then JT Comfer as well, who had a career year out in Colorado, goes back to the state of Michigan. He's a former Michigan Wolverine. And is reuniting with uh, ex teammates Dylan Larkin and Andrew Kopp, who also uh, are Wolverines. Um, the question that I just have for the Red Wings is: is is all of this going to be enough to get them back to the playoffs? We're going to wait and see. It wasn't last year. How aggressive he was. There's a chance. There, there there's definitely a chance, and they have the easier route of trying to get there in the Atlantic versus the Metro, which I mean, the Metro, good luck. I know it's, it's frustrating. Sometimes the Metro is just a bloodbath. So if you, if you're, you know, you're looking to try and get into the playoffs, the best way to do it is in the Atlantic, but odds are you're going to have to go, you're going to have to try and get in over the likes of Tampa, Toronto and, and, and Boston. The Atlantic is no slouch either. No, no, it's 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 no slouch. It definitely is no slouch, but it's a lot easier than the Metro. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, you think that Montreal might be better next year. Sure. Ottawa might be better next year. And then maybe. maybe. And then Detroit, Florida, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like every team in that division, Buffalo also. Right. Who was like a point or a couple a couple points away from making the playoffs. Yeah, the East the East improved. The, the East absolutely improved. There's which is just no, great. There's no doubt about it. Which is just great for Gravy. us. Gravy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get the Rangers moved to the Western Conference for like a season on a foreign yeah. exchange. Yeah. We'll trade. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. A loan deal. Loan deal to the a Western lo- Conference. A loan deal. Toronto used to be in the Western Conference. It was fine. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. That's how we got the, the Kerry Frazier thing in 1993. Because Toronto's in the Western Conference. Um, okay. So my loser, one of my first loser anyway, I don't know. It's probably, this might be harsh, 
but I think it's probably Nashville. I just don't see, I mean, they got rid of their, basically their top two centers. Although I don't know if Ryan Johansson really played that much last year because he was injured. But, and they, they did sign Ryan O'Reilly, which is solid. Um, You know, Luke Shen is a good veteran defenseman, but I still feel like Nashville is kind of like in between. They're in the middle. They're in limbo. They're not really rebuilding. They're not really content. I don't know if they're really contending either. You know, that central division is going to be tough with Vegas and Dallas and um, Minnesota. It's going to be very tough. So I don't know what Nashville's really like trying to do with free agency. No, well, I think, I, I think that they are just in rebuild now and you know, they're bringing, well, why, they're bringing... Su- why'd you sign Ryan O'Reilly? Why do you still have Ryan McDonough? Why'd you, well, tra- that's also why'd you, br- why'd you bring in Luke it. Shen? Why aren't you trading UC Saros for a package? Like if you're going to be rebuilding, then just lean into it. All right. We'll see. We'll see what, 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 what Barry Trotz has up his sleeve. He couldn't, he couldn't wait a month. <laughs> and he'd be, he'd be head coach of the New York Rangers. Completely convinced. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, I think it works because Barry Trotz obviously has a history with Nashville being their first, uh, uh, their first ever head coach. Absolutely. It's um, sentimental. Sentimental, nice little return for, for Barry Trotz. Now he's a, now he's a GM. So, yeah. Honestly, works for him. Works for him. Sucks for, him. for us. Yeah. Um, and now we got Nashville's sloppy seconds, some would say. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just don't. I don't know. Nashville is kind of confusing. I feel like we're gonna wait. We're gonna wait and see. They had they had to buy out that Duchesne uh, deal as well. They Duchesne. Yeah. It was it was eh for him in uh, in Nashville, and he goes to Dallas. Who, by the way, I thought I thought Dallas did did pretty good as well. And Duchesne is gonna go in, and he's gonna do he's gonna do a really really good job for for Dallas as well. You know how long they're paying Matt Duchesne for? Until 2829. Ugh, God. That's, and uh, that's brutal. I was listening to uh, the Steve Dangle podcast, actually, uh, yesterday. And they mentioned this, and I'm seeing it on Cap Friendly, and I still can't believe it. You know who's still on the bio books for Nashville? Is it Shea Weber? It is not Shea Weber. No, he's no. with like Arizona or something. Oh, that's right. They've, his contract's been traded a ton. Who's still on the buyout market? Let's buy out. It's actually very him. funny because it's it's related to Matt Duchesne. Related to Matt Duchesne? Not like blood related. I mean like transactionally related to Matt Duchesne. One might say they were traded for each other. Oh, fuck. Now it's a matter of who 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 was traded to Colorado. Who? Well, he actually wasn't traded to Colorado. He was. It was a three-team deal. He was traded to Nashville. Kyle Turris. Oh my God! It was Wait, a three-team. It was, it was a three-team deal. Nashville, and who was the third team? Ottawa. Oh yes, 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 yes. I forgot. Was, that. For the uninitiated, the uh, Ottawa Senators gave 
Colorado, Andrew Hammond, Shane Bowers, first round pick and a third round pick in 2019. And they gave Nashville or Nashville gave uh, Colorado Vladislav Kamenev, Samuel Gerard, and the 2018 second. And Nashville got Kyle Turris and Ottawa acquired Matt Duchesne. And now wow, and then Matt Duchesne ended up, ended up going to Nashville anyway. And now they're both buyout are bought out. Hilarious. Very, very funny. Anyway, I thought you would find that funny. Uh, they're paying Kyle Turris for another couple of years until 2027, 28. Nice. So, yeah. He's chilling. He is indeed chilling. Who's your next loser? Uh, the Washington Capitals. I don't get a single thing that they that they were trying to do. I mean, Max Pacioretty is a fine addition, sure, but there's no guarantee of when he's going to be back after the torn Achilles from last year. It's a cheap deal, super, super incentivized. So he's got an opportunity to make some good money with Washington, but out of all of the Capitals' deadline deals from last year, all ended up back in the Metro. Dimitri Orlov, Garnet Hathaway with the Hurricanes and the Flyers, respectively, Lars Eller, who went to the Penguins, and then Eric Gustafson, who went to the Rangers. They are yeah. all back in the Metro. Hilarious. So, good job, Washington. They, they are the only reason why they are hanging on is because they still have Ovechkin and Backstrom. Ovechkin well, breaks Gretzky's record. As a Washington Capital, then he is going to go chase a cup. I just don't see how Washington is going to be able to keep uh, Ovechkin because this is a team that desperately needs a, a rebuild bad. Yeah, I mean they're the same. They're like the same thing as Nashville. It feels like because they're so in between. Worse, worse. Well, yeah, because their three big contracts all have either modified no no uh, trades or no moves with Ovechkin, Backstrom, or, yeah, Ovechkin, Backstrom, and Carlson. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're large contracts. Ovi getting paid nine and a half until 25-26, Backstrom getting paid 9.2 until 24-25, and Carlson getting paid eight flat until 25-26. So it's not great. And I mean, sure, if the cap goes up, it's fine. But, you know, I feel like Washington with a young coach uh, in Spencer Carberry, it feels like a time to rebuild. But I mean, I agree, I think, with what you said, where if Ovi does, if and when Ovi breaks Gretzky's record, then they'll trade him to you know another team. So he can go and chase a cup. I mean, what a trade deadline acquisition that would be. You're getting Alexander Ovechkin. That would be nuts. Um, but yeah, they're they're very much in between. They're in limbo for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh my next loser is hmm. It's hard because I was gonna say the Maple Leafs. Because yeah, on my list. They just, I mean, they lost Michael Bunting. And honestly, 
I feel like a lot of Leafs fans weren't too happy with him in the playoffs because he got suspended for three games in the first round and they did better without him and they knew he was going to walk anyway and whatever contracts, uh, you know, salary cap, they weren't able to afford him. But um, I don't know. Like there really isn't much that they could have done with until they trade one of the the, the core four or five. They want to trade Morgan Riley. And the contract that they gave Ryan Reeves is is borderline absurd. Yeah, and I love listen. I love Ryan Reeves just as much as just as much as the next guy. But me too. Woof. What yeah. was it? Was it a three year deal, Adam? Three years, yeah. uh, one point three five mil. A three year term. That's crazy. Yeah, that's not great. Like if if it's one for one one point three five, okay, fine, fine, but three, that's that's nuts. Three years. So Ryan Reeves is thirty six, by the way. Right, right. They gave a thirty six year old a three year deal. Who is? He's a he's a fourth liner that'll be in and that'll be in and out of the lineup. Yeah, he's really a name at this point. I mean, yeah. I love I once again. Love Ryan Reeves. Love him. He's Absolute great. Love him. He was one of my favorite players on the Rangers when he was here. He's going to be a great locker room guy for Toronto. There's no doubt about it. And maybe maybe that's what they need. Maybe they just need a, a, a cheerleader in that locker room to kind of, you know, freshen it up, brighten the mood a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. But I guess. I mean, they already did three, this kind of three thing. three-year deal for, for, for a cheerleader and then a – for a guy who's who, who not even going to be on the ice for, for penalty killing. He's just a fourth liner. He's a guy that hits people. He's a guy that hits people and then fights. Yeah. Yep. Which is fine. I mean, the Leafs do need that. But they I don't know. To get, they need to get tougher, and they did. But at the term, woof. Yeah. And, um, I mean, they did get rid of, you know, Alice Kerfoot, who wasn't great for them. And, Justin Hall also, who was not great for them. So, I mean, hopefully Sheldon Keefe will now uh, use Timothy Lilligren and, uh, you know, well, they also signed John Klingberg as well. So the, the top four is going to be interesting for, for the Maple Leafs. The David Kampf deal isn't great either because that, that also was just a, that was just a guy that they ended up bringing in it's going to be another depth piece if anything else and they still managed to, to overpay um the Kling, the Klingberg deal I think I think it's again I think it's just a name I think it's just a name the shell of his former self um good thing for them is that it's only a year and it's not going to hurt their their future cap situation in in 2024 yeah and I think that also I mean they need to they need to bring back Samsonov also, you know, I feel like people aren't really talking about that. That he's an RFA, and they need to figure something out with that. Because see, I don't know if they have to. They need a back. They can't just have Matt Murray as their backup behind Joseph Wall. I mean, they can. Yeah, but they need a. They need another guy. I mean, yeah, you don't want to rely on you don't want to rely on Joe Wall. You don't, but. 
is Sam, is Samsonov is not the answer for them. So does it make sense to overpay Samsonov just to say, all right, you have a 1B? No. That, that, that's the issue why Toronto is just in this you now this future financial mess is because well, they're, they're overpaying guys and you cannot overpay Samsonov. You can't do it if you're Brad Living, who's not even been on the job officially for a week. Welcome to Toronto, Brad. He couldn't he couldn't be he could not participate in the draft until the first round was over, which is hilarious. But the dumbest clause I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that with Joseph Joseph Wall is a young player, and it takes goalies longer to develop. You don't want to fuck up his confidence by just. I mean, this is what they did with Jack Campbell. They played Jack. They like overplayed Jack Campbell. He he was injured, and he wasn't great in the playoffs for them. I feel like having a split like Joseph Wall is not one of those guys that can just take on the vast majority of games. There aren't too many goalies like that anymore. I mean, even on the Rangers, Igor is still going to play like, what, 50, 60 games? And then John Quick's going to play the rest? There are probably four or five goaltenders in the National Hockey League that I think you could just be like, all right, you can you could take the overwhelming majority of, of starts. Ilya Sorokin, Igor Shosturkin, Linus Olmark, um, Andre, Vas- Andre Vasilevsky. And I know there's one more that I'm that I'm absolutely forgetting. I think that's it. Four. Well, Olmark is a bit different because Jeremy Swayman's also very good. Yeah, but Linus Olmark just won the Vesna. Yeah. I know and I know there's one there's one more guy that I'm forgetting. I absolutely know there is. Um no, not John Gibson. Not Mark Andre Fleury. No. I don't know. I don't I don't think there's anybody else, honestly. Yeah. Unless there's a name that I'm just like completely whiffing on right now. I don't think there's anybody else that you could confidently say is gonna give you sixty five games. Sixty sixty five games. I don't think there is one. No, not really. None, just, none, none of the Canadian teams. No. Nobody in the West. Nobody in Colorado. Honestly, honestly, are we sure that they are we sure about Vegas? Well, they're looking to bring back Aiden Hill, but who knows? At they this signed point. him to a two-year deal. He's back there. Oh, he's back there. Yeah. So yeah, they signed him. Who knows if yeah, I, don't, Hill I don't even think gonna... Aiden, I don't even think Aiden Hill is that guy. We haven't seen it yet. He, the guy, the guy was on outright waivers earlier in the year. Martin Jones in Seattle, like get out of here! Come on. They also have Grubauer. Yeah. Again, another another horrific contract that 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 has been dished out. Oh, I have one. I have the other one. I have it. Okay. I have. Who is it? it? Jake Ottinger. In, oh, in, Jake Ottinger in Dallas. That's the just, other one. All just right, cut so the five. part. Just cut the part where you said nobody in the West. <laughs> no, well, no, I, I, I was, I was thinking it through. <laughs> oh, actually, I got another one in the West that we totally forgot, even though I mentioned them. UC Saros. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so six, six, six. And if there's any, if there's anybody else that I'm forgetting, I don't think there is, quite honestly. Yeah, 
I do not um, think there is. Like outside of those six, I think that's it. Yep. But yeah, I think Toronto, there really isn't much they could have done, but I don't know if they got better necessarily. No, they didn't. They didn't. Plain and simple. I mean, we'll we'll see if they actually do follow through and trade one of the, the core five. But who knows? They're not going to. They should, but they're not going to. Well, then they will continue to spin the tires, basically. They are not going to. Trying the same thing and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. All right. One more loser, and then we can move on to the NBA. Uh, I have one. All right. I teased it just a minute ago. The first goalie that I said, Ilya Sorokin, the New York Islanders. What in the blue hell is Lou Lamorello doing? Ooh. By a Strangers fan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, what what in the blue hell is he doing? Ilya Sorokin. The extension? Fine. Fine. I, I have no gripes. Sorokin, Honestly, it's a bargain. That's just like a steal. Yes, it is. I think it's an unbelievable contract. He's an elite, elite starting goaltender, and I expect him to be challenging for the Vezina. I mean, Halley, he was, he, was he was a finalist this year. So... Great. There's one. Awesome. Then after that. Oh, and then after that. Pierre Engvall. A seven-year deal. Cap, it's fine. It's, it's $3 million a year. Not bad. But seven years for a guy that really is a bottom six sort of player? And, and listen, I think his style and the way the way that he plays, the, the the two way sort of pop that he brings to the table, I think it's fine. I think that there is a real value in having those players in your lineup, especially with the way that Lou Lamorell likes his team set up and run. I, I have no issue with it, but for seven years, that that's ridiculous. You forgot the best part: modified, no trade. Beat me to it. <laughs> also gave him some sort of move protection. Are you crazy? That's one. Next. Maybe more egregious. Scott Mayfield. Also a seven-year deal. Adam, Scott Mayfield is 31. He is going Actually, to be 38 when that deal expires. Actually, he's going to be 31 in October, but he'll be 30. He'll be 31 when the season starts. Yes. He'll be 38 when the deal expires. It's not great. Now, I can understand if you're giving a seven year deal to a 31 year old Kel McCarr or a 31 or a seven year deal to a 31 year old Adam Fox or a seven year deal to a 31 year old, um, I don't know, give me another top tier defenseman that I am. Uh, managing to forget about a Hampus Lindholm. Fine. That works. Sure. But Scott Mayfield is a bottom four D-man. Can he play tough minutes? Sure. Is he solid defensively? Yeah. But for seven years, for a guy that's just, yeah, and not a guy that's, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. And the Islanders are another one of those teams. They are very in between where do they have the talent on their team? 
Yes, they absolutely do. There's no, there's no doubt about it. But they are also in the Metro. And they very well might be outside of... Is it is is it fair to say they're the second worst team in the Metro? Like, Ooh, is, that's... Is, is that like a fair... Is that a fair statement? So who's the worst, Columbus or Philadelphia? Columbus. So you think the... Essentially, you think the Flyers are better than the Islanders at this moment? Oh, in time. no, 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 no. Sorry. Third worst. <laughs> Third worst team. I forgot about the Flyers. I forgot, I forgot they existed. I was, so, about, yeah. I was about to legitimately call you a biased Rangers fan. The third worst team in the Metro. It's between it's between them and Washington. Though that was the team that I was thinking about in my head. The Islanders, I mean, the Islanders, I think, are better than Washington. So then they're they're, they're fourth. They're middle of the pack in the, in the Metro. I mean, Pittsburgh might be bad, also. No, I th- I think I think Pittsburgh is better than the Islanders. I think. It's just the goaltending. And I mean, maybe this is something that well, I Sor- forgot. Sorokin is going to win the games. He's going to win the yeah. games probably by himself. I mean, Sorokin, Sorokin with this team gives me real Henrik Lundqvist, New York Rangers vibes. Honestly, yeah, because this team has no real stars or offensive firepower. Or A lot of whatever. one nothing, 2-1, 3-1 um, with you know an empty netter thrown in there. That's the kind of vibe that I that that I get. I mean, also the cap situation is terrible. For it's them. awful. It's awful, and they also have they also have uh, Semyon Varlamov as their backup on a two eight cap hit for the next four years. That's horrific. Yeah, they didn't give themselves a lot of room, honestly. No. Nope. I mean, they have their top two defensemen in Pollock and Pelik signed for. Uh, until 2030, both of them, and it doesn't it doesn't matter with the cap with the expected cap growth because even then, you still have all of these guys that are going to be locked down on long term, medium cap hit sort of deals. But at the end of the day, those are all going to add up. So Horvat's going to be almost 40 when his deal expires. Exactly, exactly. Is that is is this is probably the core that the Islanders are going to have to work with unless somehow you you can navigate and free up free up cap space for maybe one more uh big time addition but this this is kind of the core that they have this team right here and they really are the mirror image of the Rangers almost but the Rangers have more have are more talented right right is this team good enough the answer is no we we've seen that they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. They did not. They did not. Well, yes, they, did. they did. They did. They did. My point is, did they go far in the playoffs? No. Oh, they, this, they, I was about. I was about to be like, you know, remember what I said like two years ago about the Patriots basically not making the playoffs after they got shellacked by Buffalo, mm-hmm. and then you gave me so much shit for it. Yeah, I was about to turn that right back around. No, they made. They made the. They made the playoffs, but. They were uh, Sorokin was the only, was the only guy who put, who put in a shift, but it, it's a severe severe L for for the New York Islanders, bit in a big 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 way. Yeah, well, that was fun. We moved on. Let's move on to the NBA pretty quickly. Um, I know that the NBA is more popular for a lot of people, but uh, you know the NHL were very passionate about it, so. 
We'll go to NBA free agency and we'll do two each winners and losers. Cool. Um, why don't you go first this time? Uh, you want a winner first? Or you want a loser first? Let's go losers first because we get did winners first last time. All right. I'll give you a loser. Hmm. I'll say this. I'll say the Philadelphia 76ers for right now. Um, the, the whole James Harden situation is just holding this organization hostage. Um, he's opted in. Now he's looking for a trade. And it's borderline impossible with James Harden's contract still on the books for the 76ers to do much of anything with this team that they have. And they have the reigning MVP on their roster. And they still have to find ways to make improvements. Uh, please, God, New York Knicks, do not even entertain this. Please, for the yeah. love of Jesus. I agree. I mean, they haven't even hired a coach yet. Or have they? Nope. Nope. They haven't even hired a coach. Oh, not great, Bob. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it is not great. Um, yeah. I would say, hmm, this is tough. Because I haven't... I definitely have paying as much attention to uh, NBA free agency as NHL free agency, but hmm. I don't know the Rockets. Maybe the Rockets sure. are a, another like weird team. They're very in between. I mean, this is you know, as a Jets fan, I know free agency is a great is a is Christmas for teams that are just in between contending and rebuilding. Um, someone called those mediocre, mediocre teams. The Houston Rockets are mediocre. Um, it, it just feels like they're for, they're forcing this roster to be in win now mode when they're not ready to be in win now mode. Yeah, that's they what just it feels like. Jalen Green. It's, it's so weird. Like they're not giving Jalen Green any time to develop necessarily. Um, and you know Fred Van Vliet is a great player. Dylan Brooks is okay, but this roster was was garbage last year. I don't think they're they're a Fred Van Vliet away from contending. No, they 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 are not a forty win team because of the addition of Fred Van Vliet and the improvement, hopefully, of their of their younger players or and Dylan Brooks as well. You know, is Dylan Brooks going to come in and be a game changer for them? The answer is no. He's going to be something for them, but it's 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 not a game changer, um, the least bit. Are they are they a forty win team? It's possible. It's possible. Maybe they get into the play in. It's it's highly possible. But do we think that Ime Udoka is going to come in and just you know spray magical pixie dust in this team and get them to be 45, 46 wins, which basically gets you into one of the top auto seeds in the West? No. I don't personally. It's a weird one. It, it, it's a it's a weird one with what's going on in Houston. Yeah, I'm just kind of confused as to why Fred VanVleet even signed this contract with Houston. I mean, granted, it's a lot of money. You love to see that. I can, but, tell, you, I can tell you why man got paid. Yeah, but I mean, he's already won a championship with Toronto, but like. 
the Rockets aren't, like I said, the Rockets aren't really that team. And the West is going to be like, the West is going to be tough. You know, this is like the opposite of the NHL. It always the West is. is going to be, the West is going to be a bloodbath. It always is. I mean, they, they might not even be the best team in their own state. Yep. After what Dallas and San Antonio did over this offseason. True. They might be the third best team in their own state after San Antonio got uh, Victor Wembanyama. Could be. It definitely could be. Yeah. Um, who's your next loser? Oh, uh, the Portland Trailblazers. What in the actual blue hell are they doing? <laughs> I mean, they, they should have traded Damian Lillard a long time ago. They are just holding him hostage at this point. It's only taken Damian Lillard to basically... Uh, request a trade and say, yep, send me to Miami, so help me God. Um, That's not even the worst thing that they did. Jeremy Grant on a $160 million deal. Jeremy Grant is a fine player, but that's not the kind of guy that you bring in that's going to keep Damian Lillard happy in, in, in Portland. And listen, there are no bigger fans of Portland than on this podcast. We love Portland. <laughs> Great place. But this is just a disaster. I, you, you cannot like if, if Portland was going to tank, right? And you say, okay, we traded Damian Lillard last year. We stink. Gives us better odds potentially to get Wembanyama. Now, was it going to happen? Was w- was the NBA going to allow Victor Wembanyama to go to Portland? Probably not. Well, let's because, let's not because, let's because not the conspiracy lottery, theory. The lottery let's is not. rigged. The lottery let's is not. absolutely rigged. All lotteries are rigged. You can't convince me otherwise. But that's neither here nor there. If there was a time to tank, it probably was last year. And now, okay, Damon Lillard is a year older. He still wants out. He is formally requested that he wants out. And now you're kind of hamstrung with what you can get in, in return. It's going to be a shit ton of assets. It's going to be a shit ton of contracts. It's going to be a shit ton of picks. And you're going to stink. Yeah. Well, you have no stink. leverage and either. You, and the guy that you're going to be building your rebound project around is just a good player that you're paying to be a very good, if not great player. Yeah. I know. Kevin Knox is just okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. You know, they have no leverage either because Damian Lillard said that he wanted to go to Miami. And also the one team that, you know, would have been nice for Damian Lillard already has a point guard. And obviously they're talking about our favorite team. We have our point guard of the future. Um, You know, that was the guy, that was the rumored destination for Damian Lillard for a long time was New York. But at this point, yeah, it's Miami or a bust and, uh, the piss or uh, the Trailblazers or the Trailblazers are just like are another kind of like they're pretty good, but also they're not good enough to go far in the in the stacked Western Conference. So it's a, it's yeah, a weirdish fit in Miami, but it's also Miami, and they're gonna figure it out one way or another. Yeah, I know it's weird. But it's a it's a weird fit because Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler are on the same floor 
Right. It's two guys, two guys that want that want the ball while you're also going to potentially have to get rid of some of your younger pieces. And they already they already lost Troy Vincent. They had to they had to trade uh, Max Struess in the, in the in the sign and trade. And if you're going to get rid if you're going to trade for Damian Lillard, odds are you're going to have to get rid of Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. Hey, listen, as a Knicks fan, I love Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson going to the Western Conference. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I just, please, as far away from New York as possible. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. But I, I, you know, as I, I haven't said this in a while, but this is something that I used to love saying. There's only one ball. Indeed, there there's, is, only, there's only one ball. There's only one ball. There's no multi-ball. You know, those are two ball-dominant players that, you know, are going to be making a lot of money also in Butler and Lillard. And, you know, if it was a three-on-three at league, then, oh, Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo, sign me up. But, you know, it's five guys (laughs) to play basketball, and you need to find other pieces. Right. That's a good one. That's a good shout. Thank you. All right. Um, Hmm. Uh, I was thinking about Dallas also as a bit of a a loser here because I don't know. I don't know if they're, I don't know if they really got better. It's basically the same team. Being Kyrie back, at least on paper makes them better, but we all know what kind of character Kyrie is. So it's hard to say whether or not that's actually going to live up to, uh, to its full potential. So yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think it could be a win or win or a loss. That's a real that's a real TPD, I think. Yeah, but they didn't really get it's basically the same team from last year. No, but it, it it's also it's also very very um telling that Kyrie Irving signed that three year deal with Dallas instead of maybe settling on a one year deal to potentially go out and go all in on a championship in Phoenix. He wanted That's to get paid. True. He wanted to get paid. He got paid. Good for him. Um, hopefully he makes Dallas as unbearable and as, as terrible as humanly possible. So Luka Doncic wants to get the fuck out of there and go join his good buddy, Jalen Brunson, back at Madison Square Garden. Because do you see what the Knicks are doing, Adam? They're trying to get Jalen Brunson and all of his buddies back together. I love it. And... Who's one of Jalen Brunson's very good buddies? Josh Hart, obviously. Luka Doncic. Oh, also that. I, th- I thought you meant like pres- presently. Oh, I I think Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson are friends currently. No, I mean like as far as moves that happened over this free agency period. Well, Dante DiVincenzo as well. Yeah, all all Villanova Wildcats. But yes. That's not. I I actually had no plans to talk about the Knicks because the Knicks haven't. The Knicks have really haven't done uh, anything too seismic. I mean, Dante DiVincenzo is a, a, a good addition. Nice little uh, three and D winger. Um, I'm gonna whip. I'm gonna rip band aid off. It's kind of sad. We're gonna have to do this. Oh. The Indiana Pacers are humongous winners. I know they do basically just like. Stole Obi Toppin from the Knicks. Well, not even that. I don't even get. I don't even give a shit about Obi Toppin. I mean, he he can he can go to Indiana. He could be he could be useless with with Indiana. Fine, whatever. 
Uh, Bruce Brown going there on a two on a two year forty five million dollar deal is it an overpay? Yes, but does it help them? Absolutely, it does. And the biggest win of all, getting Tyrese Halliburton locked in that five year two hundred sixty million dollar max. Yep. It's the yeah. biggest contract is the biggest contract in the history of the Indiana Pacers. It is so well deserved. He is a building block for what the Pacers are looking to do uh this year and in years to come. Good for him. Good for Ironically, him. Ironically, who the Knicks should have drafted over OB Toppin. Yep. And now they'll be playing together. Just to say a big fuck you to me. But in all, in all seriousness, Tyrese Halliburton absolutely deserved it. Dude is dude is special. Yep, he's dude very is good. Special. Honestly, his counterpart in on his former team, like those guys are also winners. I think the Sacramento Kings. Sure. I mean, they signed uh, Demontis Sabonis to that big contract, which really helps them, and they're already a good team. And, um. They just improved around the margins, but I still think that they're that they're very good. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Are uh, you I, one more winner? Yes. Uh, Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors, they keep they keep the band back together, and it's kind of crazy that you know Draymond, you know, there's all this talk that he is a uh, terrible teammate, this terrible teammate, that. But the Golden State Warriors chose Draymond Green over Kevin Durant and Jordan Poole. That is how valuable Draymond Green is to the Golden State Warriors. They get him back four years, $100 million bucks, $25 million a year. Shays a little bit off of their luxury tax bill as well. He gets the additional uh, fifth-year option as well. It's a player option for the final year. Love it. Love it. Great deal. Great deal for the Warriors. Keeps the band together and again. Shows the value of Draymond Green with the with the Golden State Warriors. I mean, he's one of the three guys that's been there for every single championship. Yep. And they signed Chris Paul, just just because. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't even going to go down that that, that route of talk of talking about um, the Warriors in general, but yeah, Chris Paul. It's a hell of a hell of an addition there. Don't know how it makes a lot of sense, but hey, it's a good addition. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty set at the guard position. So, yeah. I don't know. Let's go put Clay, Clay on the wing and then uh, Curry at the two and then Paul at the one. That's weird. weird. It's, a, it's a weird fit unless you're going to have Chris Paul come off the bench. But I think at this point, Chris Paul is trying to do whatever he's got to do to win a championship. And maybe there's no better pay, place to try and go for it than uh, with the Warriors. Well, he's not wrong. Nope. Nope. If that's the thought process. But um, yeah, this is very fun. I love talking about free agency. This is always a great time of year. And I'm excited to, uh, you know, do season previews for both the NBA and NHL because it's coming up uh, before you know it, basically. The same time as fantasy season, really, um, is when you get real serious about basketball and hockey. You can start looking in that direction, yeah. Yep. But uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast. You can find all of us wherever you get your podcast. For my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.